Hey, this is Kevin, the student pastor at Short Church Again. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We strive each week to bring relevant, practical, biblical teaching that meets you where you are. To stay up to date with what's going on at the church or to support the mission financially, head over to scog.com or download our app. I hope you enjoy the message. Good morning. All right, so uh, Thanksgiving is coming. Oh, my goodness. I did not count on the smell of how good it would smell right here. Um, uh, Thanksgiving's coming, and Thanksgiving's always a really good uh, holiday to me because I like pie. And uh, so there it is. It's also like a second birthday to me, so any relatives I didn't see on my birthday, um, I saw them on Thanksgiving, so usually there's a good chance I was either going to get a gift or an envelope with a little, little some something in it. You know what I'm saying? So Thanksgiving was always nice to me, and I loved it. Bowen has picked up on this tra- uh, tradition of loving Thanksgiving. He's been counting down the days till we- Thanksgiving uh, because I don't know. Uh, he gets to play with his cousins, but he also gets to eat some good food. Probably gets to sneak some more treats than normal. Um, so it's a big day for the kids as well. I hope. Um, you guys all have plans for Thanksgiving as well. I know for some of us, this is a hard time. Some of us, it's a, a, it's a fun time. Some of us, it just feels like Thanksgiving is a bunch of work, um, right? You're just like, I just want it to be over because it'll be over. Um, and then that means less dishes and all that stuff. Uh, I cooked a turkey this week, and let me tell you what. There's a lot that goes into that. Uh, I made so many dirty dishes, it was ridiculous. <laughs> Um, but it's just, you know, things like that. And then the stovetop stuffing takes what? Two seconds to make. So it's very disproportionate how much you, you, you work on different things, uh, for Thanksgiving. So, uh, anyway, I've discovered a lot this week. We've got different, uh, food items up here this morning. Uh, we got some sweet potato casserole. That's for me. None of you get to have it. Um, we got some cheesy mashed potatoes that look fantastic. We got some stuffing. We have an amazing cranberry sauce. And now I know you all go cranberry sauce. Like what? what? It's amazing. Uh, and then we also have some green. Whoo! We have some steam uh, green bean casserole in there that look smells amazing as well. And we have my my uh, my beautiful turkey. You guys got like the remnants when I carved it because the family's gonna get the good stuff. But uh, mm. uh, so uh, applewood smoked turkey is a beautiful thing. Let me tell you what. Um, Anywho. We're in a series called Come to the Table, and I thought, what is more appropriate than having a Thanksgiving feast up on uh, the platform than when we're talking about come to the table? We've been talking about all the times Jesus eats with people. Jesus is constantly eating with people. Um, He goes, if you read the Bible and you just underline, Jesus ate, Jesus went to the house, Jesus went to this party, like every single time before every major story pretty much in the Bible... Jesus tells these stories at the table while they're eating, while they're chewing on some lamb or doing, I don't know what they're eating, but uh, down in some matzo ball soup, whatever it may be, they're doing it at the table. And so there's a couple of things that happen every time at the table that I want to alert you about that are really important to understanding what Jesus is doing, what Jesus is about. Okay, there's three things. Jesus shows a crazy amount of acceptance. Jesus shows a crazy amount of acceptance. So there's people at that table that they don't like very much. 
maybe people that don't like Jesus. Maybe that Jesus is like, well, you know what? You're a little difficult to, to, to love right now. But Jesus shows a crazy amount of acceptance by, by coming down and eating with people. Maybe your Thanksgiving table uh, this week is going to actually take some acceptance. I heard on the radio there's a guy, um, there's a sportscaster, and he's never home for Thanksgiving because he's always working. And he's going to go to the table for Thanksgiving for his ex-wife and her boyfriend. That's where he's doing Thanksgiving. And he was going, guys, if you pray, I need your prayer this week because that's going to be hard. It's a crazy amount of acceptance, right, that needs to happen in those difficult situations. Maybe some of you got to deal with some in-laws or some cousins or somebody, that one person in your family, like, help me, Jesus, right? That's okay. You're following in Jesus' footsteps by having a crazy amount of acceptance. So by you asking for help in that situation, Jesus, that's where he wants to be. That's where he wants to be helping you because that's what he does over and over and over and over and over again in the scripture. Second thing that happens at the table is this. Jesus always gives a way back to being okay. The churchy word is redemption, but Jesus is always showing a way of how to come back to being okay. Sometimes when we come to the table, we, we're broken, we're hurting, we got issues, we have things, we have stuff. And Jesus, when he eats with us and when he shows us in the scripture every time he eats, he shows us a crazy amount of acceptance and he says, this is how you, the roadmap to being okay. Maybe you need to apply that to your Thanksgiving feast as well. And the third thing is Jesus makes everyone think differently. Jesus makes everyone think differently. If you think you're right, he's going to challenge your rightness. If you think you're wrong, he's going to show you a different way to think about it. He's going to call you all your, pre, your predisposed thoughts and how you think the world works. Jesus is going to look at that and shake it a little bit. I call it shaking your reality, changing your worldview. But he's just going to make you think and think differently. What happens when we come to the table, even the Thanksgiving dinner, with our friends and our families, maybe people that we love, maybe people that we're frustrated with, maybe all across that whole scale, And we come to it with a crazy amount of acceptance. We come to it with a a roadmap of trying to make things okay. And we just are open to changing the way we're thinking. I think our Thanksgiving meal can taste a little different if we have that in our mind. So what I wanted to do today was take each one of these traditional kind of Thanksgiving meal uh, things and show a little spiritual application we can have with it this morning. But I'm going to need some taste testers. So, um, uh, buddy, why don't you come up here? Um, Gabe, come on up here. Um, there's going to be ample opportunities to do this, okay? Uh, Emma, come on up here. All right, so, so the first thing we got on the menu is we got turkey. Do you guys like turkey at all? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, dark meat or a white meat guy? Uh, you don't care? Cool. There you go. Why don't you just t- take a bite of that? Okay, go ahead and take that right there. What do you think? There you go. There you go. Pretty good. Pretty good. There you go. There you go. There you go. All right. You just take a, take a bite of that. All right. Now, um, now the tryptophan that I loaded this with because I knew it was Kids Sunday is going to make you fall asleep. Go. No. Um, 
It's not a, it's not a magic show. That'd be cool. You guys are like, ooh, entertainment too? Uh, yeah, so it, turkey has something in it called tryptophan, which is this funky uh, chemical that makes you sleepy. And for some reason it, it doesn't. No, it's not going to. Every turkey has that. It's not the poison. Uh, <laughs> goofball. Um, and so there's this idea that I wanted to talk about with God when we're thinking about eating the turkey this year at Christmas, or Christmas, at Christmas too, um, at turkey at Thanksgiving, is how do we rest in God? Because I know what happens to me on Thanksgiving, right? You load your plate with all kinds of good food. You get your belly nice and full. All the kids are sugar loaded on the pies, and they're running around, and you're just passed out on the couch. That's what happens, Right? And I would like, I like to blame tryptophan. It's all tryptophan's fault. It's not that I don't, I'm ignoring the dishes that need to be done. Um, right? But we, we just get sleepy. But this idea of how many times are we so busy in life? We're running around. We're doing things. We've got checklists. We've got to go, 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 That we forget to rest in God. That God wants us. He wants to be the safe place. He wants to wrap us up in his arms and hold on to us. And so this Thanksgiving, as you enter into the Thanksgiving uh, feast, I want to think about maybe when you start biting into that turkey, how do I rest in God? Psalm 37, 7 says this, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Let's rest for God today. Jesus, thank you that we can rest in you, that you love us and care for us. Thank you that you protect us and guide us. So this year when you guys are eating your turkey, think about how we rest in God, how we let him love us well. All right, go sit down. Um, All right, we got the next food item is the mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. Kendall, you want to come on up? All right. You guys take your dirty dishes with you too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Vivi, come on up here. McKenna, come on up here. All right, all right, all right. We got spoons. Kenna, could you get me out? Just rip those spoons out for me. All right. We got some good stuff. Mm, this smells good. You guys didn't know you were coming to a cooking show today when you came to church. Huh? All right, Vivi? There you go. Take some bites out of that. Um, Mashed potatoes. What in the world spiritual application can we come up with some mashed potatoes? Well, there's something that mashed potatoes have, unless you just beat the tar out of them for a long, 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 long time, is they have what lumps. They have lumps. And through this last year, you can probably think that you've taken some lumps this year, right? There's been some ups and there's been some downs. There's been some hurts, and there's been some victories, but we go through life, we run into some lumps. Um, my mom, when she cooks mashed potatoes, she's got the, I can't remember the, whatever, the, the big mixing bowl thing. It's high speed, like we're whipping, making whipped cream out of these mashed potatoes. It's her mission in life is to destroy all remnants of lumps, right? And so you have two kinds of crowds of people. Who likes lumpy mashed potatoes? There you go. And uh, you guys need Jesus. And who, 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 who are the safe people here? And like, uh, like smooth mashed potatoes. All right, there we go. Yes. And the redeemed of the Lord said, so. Uh, 
Uh, I don't care. I just like mashed, smashed potato form in my mouth. That's as long as there was butter involved, we're good. Uh, so that's how that goes. Um, anyway, so I want to think as we eat the mashed potatoes this year, let's pray through our hardships. Let's pray through the, the tough stuff that we've gone through. When you hit a lump in a mashed potato, just bring that before God. John sixteen thirty three says this. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Jesus. That, uh, we're going to have trouble. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And Jesus is saying no matter what you're going through, no matter what lumps you're dealing with, no matter the difficulties of life right now, know this. I've already paid it. I've already beaten it. I'm better than all that. And so through your hurt and through, the, through your pain and through the, the loss and through the stuff you're dealing with, I have overcome that. Take heart. I've overcome the world. So you can pray. Jesus this year has had a lot of hard things. It's had good things, but we know you're king of all of it. Help us through the tough things, Jesus. Amen. In your bulletins, um, there are uh, some like recaps of these, each one of these things. So if you wanted to practice this with your family uh, this Thursday or whenever you're doing Friendsgiving or Thanksgiving or whatever you're doing, uh, you are more than welcome to, to try to apply these to your own life. All right, girls, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Take your tissues with you. All right. Next one up. I need uh, anybody here like cranberry stuff? Caitlin, come on. Larry, come on up. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, so, all right, Olivia, come on up here. That was awesome. Oop. All right. <laughs> It was a height requirement. Yes. Um, there you go. Do you know who made this? No. Okay. I didn't know. You'd be the one to cheat. There you go. This is good stuff. You guys aren't allergic to walnuts, are you? Moms? Okay. I don't, nobody's got time for that. Uh, so. There you go, sir. All right, so go ahead, chow down on that. You might want to be careful. It is cranberries after all. Uh, it gets a little tart, but it's good stuff. <laughs> uh, that's not the stuff out of the can, right? And so praying for cranberries, I want to think about praying for God's timing. As I did some research about cranberries, I thought this was really, really fun. Praying for God's timing. Do you know that cranberries, like their cousins are the blueberries, and they're kind of the same family. But cranberries have five times as much acid in them. No bird wants to eat a cranberry. Blueberries, blackberries, raspberries, marionberries, all those, they depend on animals eating it and then taking them somewhere else to grow new bushes other places. Did I do that well? Okay, that was, that was hard. Uh, so they depend on other animals. Cranberries, no one eats cranberries. You're like, yeah, Jared, we know. Uh, but nobody, no animal eats cranberries. And because of the amount of acid that's in it, uh, what cranberries wait for is for their fields to flood with water. That's why on the Ocean Spray commercials, there's always these guys in the middle of this lake. You're like, what is up with these crazy Maine people? Like, what is happening? Um, They wait for them in these fields, and the water rises, and the water actually picks the berries off of the trees, 
and carries them down the river and deposits them somewhere else for them to grow. The cranberry waits perfectly for God's timing to bear its fruit, to take seed, and to grow. This one's a hard one. The reason cranberries don't taste so good. Because like, this moment doesn't taste good in our lives, right? Waiting on God to do what he's going to do in our life does not feel good. Anybody? I just enjoy the waiting, Jared. No, you lie. No one enjoys it, right? The waiting is where the pain is. The waiting is where the hurt is. The waiting is where the frustration happens. So as we think about cranberries, maybe you're like, okay, I'll go buy a can of cranberry stuff, Jared, because I want us to think about this, that God's timing is perfect. And even the way in which he makes fruit work, God has a plan. God has timing in it. That is a painful truth to understand. It's painful to, to kind of feel on. But man, if he cares enough about a stupid cranberry bush to make a way for perfect timing for it to make new cranberry bushes, He cares enough about your story and what you're dealing with to speak into that at just the right time. Romans 5, 6 says this. When we were utterly helpless, when we were hanging on that cranberry bush, when we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Prayer for that is, Jesus, thank you for your timing, even though we don't understand it. Thank you that you will never forget us and at just the right time you are with us. Help us to see your action in our lives. All right, folks, you can go have a seat. Thank you for eating the... You need some more? Sure. <laughs> there we go. Right. Some for the road. All right. That's awesome. Uh, okay, this next one is the green bean casserole. Anybody want some bean, green, green bean? Hunter, you want... Buddy, you already got called green bean casserole. Adam, come on up here. Sophie. All right. Now, this has got green things in it, so it never usually makes um, our list as housers of what we're eating. We, we only eat orange things at Thanksgiving. Cheese grits, corn casserole, sweet potato uh, casserole. See, all orange. Uh, that's, uh, that's the color of the day, and that's how we do. So this, this ha- does have the onion straw stuff that could be construed as orange, so it, it has a, something going for it. I can't get these bowls open, Hunter. There we go. All right. Are you a big uh, onion onion person or no no crunchies? You don't care? Okay, okay, okay. Just trying to serve you, man. All right, here you go. Here you go. You like... Come over here, Sylvia. Everyone's going to see your cute face. They're not here for my cute face. Oop. Here you go, sweetheart. There you go, buddy. Thank you for waiting patiently. All right, come over here. All right, green bean casserole. Um, Green bean casserole is one of these other interesting things. Uh, I want to think about being available to green bean casserole. You're like, what are you talking about? Green bean casserole was invented by the Campbell's Soup Company to try to figure out what in the world is everyone going to do with two things everyone has in their pantry. Cream mushroom soup. Because you, you got to have like a, a stack of them. You, don't, you haven't used them for 18 years, but they're there. Uh, cream of mushroom soup and a can of green beans. What can I do with that? And so, <laughs> uh, give a thumbs up, the, the Adam, uh, Adam approved. Um, so Campbell's actually came out with the recipe for making this. Because they're saying, hey, we want people to buy our product. we got to give uh, people 
ideas on how to use. Sorry, my microphone's causing issues today. Apologize. Can you hear me okay? Okay. Um, there we go. We're good to go now. Um, I'm too excited about the food. So the Campbells said, hey, uh, let's give them a roadmap on what they can do. And so green bean casserole was one of these uh, recipes that really stuck, and it's passed the test of time. Um, 40, 50 years ago, uh, that's what uh, Campbells did to try to, to teach, uh, teach people how to use their stuff. The idea, I think, spiritually for us to apply to ourselves is are we available? We have different random things in the closet of our lives, right, in our pantry. We've got different stuff. We've got different gifts. We've got different talents, things that we might not think go to each other. But when we give them to God, God says, guess what? Boom, I can make a beautiful recipe out of that. I can make something amazing out of the talents that you have, out of your history, out of wherever you're at in life. I can do something with that. And so this is a prayer of availability. Uh, 2 Corinthians 9, 8 says this, and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having uh, all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Prayer that can go along with that is this, Jesus, thank you for listening to me. I want to listen to you and be available to you, Jesus. Amen. So as you eat the green bean casserole this week, as I think Adam will put down some right there, he's licking that bowl. Um, like we can just serve the next thing on that one. It's clean. Um, uh, we'll think about that. All right. You guys can go down. Sophie, you can go back up to mama. All right. Next one is we got a prayer of removal. We're going to talk about the stuffing. The stuffing. Anybody like some uh, stuffing? Bowen, come on up here. <laughs> Eric, come on up here. Um, come here, sweetheart. All right. Now, oh, I'm better at cooking uh, turkey than I am stuffing. Okay, let's just, let's go with that. All right. Here you go. Whoop. There we go. Sophie. Oh, my dog's not here. Not that Sophie. Sorry. <laughs> well, that was insulting. Uh... <laughs> oh, you need a spoon? No, you just get to hold it for a while. Uh... <laughs> our neighbor, the little girl next door to us, is named Sophie, and our dog's named Sophie. And that. That creates some awkward tension sometimes when I'm like, Sophie! And she's, <laughs> Mr. Chair, it's really mean to me. Uh, there you go. All right. Um, when you, there's a reason people have stopped putting stuffing in turkeys. Uh, because they cause food poisoning. Because a stuffing will soak up all the juices from a turkey, but it takes a long time for it to actually cook. The magic number is 165 degrees, and that kills um, the, the certain bacteria that grows in, uh, that comes from turkeys. So you got to get your meat over 165 degrees, except when you get the meat over 165 degrees, that stuffing's actually only at like 145. And so to get the stuffing at the right uh, temperature, what do you got to do? You got to cook the holy bologna out of that turkey. So then you get this dry, nasty turkey. Why? 
because you were trying to make stuffing perfect. Now, folks, I don't know where your priorities lie, but the turkey is way more important than something uh, called stuffing, okay? So uh, there's your little science lesson for the day, but that's how that works. Um, No, the stuffing is more important than turkey. Okay, fair enough. As a child after my own heart right there. Um, But we deal with the stuffing. And so what I want to talk about today on this was the removal of it. That there's things in our life that if we let fester into our hearts, we let them stay deep inside of us, they will make us sick. They will hurt us. They will make us ill. And so as we think about this Thanksgiving in this moment, God remove the junk from my life. Whatever's in my life, whatever it's anger, whether it's um, unconfessed sin, whether it's addictions, whether it's all kinds of different stuff, God, would you remove this from my life? Eric, do you need to help yourself some more? Second um, Corinthians 7, 1 says this, therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit perfecting holiness out of reverence of God. What are we doing? We're removing anything that contaminates us. And so uh, don't turn your nose up at the stuffing this year. It will not make you sick. Uh, But think about it. Anything in our life that's contaminating my body and my spirit, I need to remove it, God. May that be your prayer this Thanksgiving. All right, guys, you can go sit down. All right. um, I want you to stay up here because I know the next one. And if I sent you down, I'm going to have to deal with you for the rest of the day. Um, finish this up. The next one, you can go sit down, sweetheart. Thank you. I melted. Okay. Um, now this, now if you all don't have sweet potato casserole at Thanksgiving, you're doing it wrong. Okay. You're like, sweet potato casserole? What's sweet potato casserole? I have pie. Just shut your face. Sweet potato is the third Um, most important ingredient of sweet potato casserole. Number one is brown sugar. (laughs) Number two is butter. Number three is sweet potatoes. And number four is the walnuts. Okay. So, or pecans, which one is it, mom? Pecans. Um, that is the order in which this goes. So if you go, I've had sweet potato casserole. It wasn't good. They foolishly thought that sweet potatoes was the number one ingredient in the, in the casserole. Okay. So, um, what I want to talk about this is how do we be a sweet aroma? Oh my goodness. Uh, sweet, a sweet aroma to God. Um, anybody else wants a sweet potato casserole? Uh, Angela, come on up here. Laura, come on up here. You okay going over the stairs? Okay, good. That's what I was worried about. Okay. All right, come on up here, buddy. Did, did, you, did, your, did your dad send you up here for this? All right, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we needed this service recorded. Uh, oh, that is hilarious. Okay, anyway, uh, sweet potato casserole. What I 
I always know when the sweet potato casserole is being cooked because this beautiful aroma starts to take over the kitchen and permeate. And this, when that goes in the oven, Dad and I get a little antsy. Like I said, is it time? Uh, we're getting ready? Mom, do you need help setting the table? It's got another hour, Jared. Okay. Anybody need drinks? We can get this, get this party started here because the sweet potato casserole is starting to happen. Right? Because this is the star of the show. Forget the turkey. Forget everything else. Sweet potato casserole. 2 Corinthians 2.15 says this, For we are to God the pleasing aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and who are perishing. And this is my cry for us as we partake in the sweet potato casserole or whatever pie or dessert that you want or whatever smells the best, is that we would be a pleasing aroma to God. That we would orient our life in such a way that God... Will, could I live a life that is a pleasing aroma to you? That when you, when you are divine nostrils smell me, that it brings a smile to your face. That my life lives, is lived in such a way that brings a smile to you. That you are excited that I'm your child. Now I know God loves me and cares about me, but I, I just so desperately want to please my God. And so as we take these and eat these foods this week... Uh, wherever that is, whatever that looks like, whether you, it's store-bought or homemade or anywhere in between, that we can apply some of these prayer lessons to it. That God is a God who loves us and cares for us and that we can redeem anything, even Thanksgiving dinner, to be an object lesson and to learn more about God. This, uh, this week, I know some of you will have challenging moments and hard times as you uh, deal with people and, and deal with situations, or maybe as you drive for a long way, but that you would remember that this is a moment in which we can leverage, just like Jesus does, that we can show amazing acceptance, that we can offer a way to be okay. Maybe we can kind of change our way of thinking. Let's pray this morning. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for the laughter. Thank you for this moment. Thank you for this time. Lord, we ask you to be with us. We ask you to guide us. I thank you for sweet potato casserole. God, as we deal with the pain points in our life, as we deal with the, the, the junk in our life, that we would remove it, that we would think about how your timing is better than our timing, even as hard and as painful as that may be, that we need to rest in you that we bring you our lumps, that we bring you the, the pain points of the, this last year, that we'd be available, that we'd use all the things in our life to leverage them for you, and that our lives lived well would be a sweet, sweet aroma in your nostrils. In Jesus' holy name I pray, amen. Hold on. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you all the days of your life. You are dismissed. Thanks for joining us at church this week. I hope you enjoyed this week's teaching. If you have any questions or comments, shoot an email to office at scog.com. To continue to support our mission to reach, grow, and serve our community for Christ, you can give online at scog.com or through the app. See you next week.